0: What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Insight Cricket and a look back at the first day's play at Lords, England-Pakistan, first test and a poor day for England, Simon, I think you'd say bowled out for 184, on a pitch which, yeah, did something, but the application wasn't really there, the skill wasn't really there. And then Pakistan, 50 for one, they could have lost a couple of wickets, one sort of close LBW shout, a drop catch, and I feel actually there was an LBW shout Mark Wood might have had a review on as well, which they didn't review. Generally, there was something happening with the ball all day, but uh, England haven't got many runs to play with.
0: I think Pakistan have had a day beyond their, their wildest dreams. They've come to the home of cricket, They've, it's a two-test match series, they were concerned when they came to England, the UK, about the conditions they were going to face at this time of the year, and to say they bowl out England for 180 and be 50 for one at the close, I could still go wrong for them here, because you, you feel there's two or three quick wickets around the corner if these conditions persist. It didn't happen for England in the evening session, I should say. It didn't happen for England in the evening session, but it, but it could have done. You, you, you felt it could have done. But, I mean, for Pakistan, I mean, what a day. I mean, they are in a potentially winning position already. They get a lead of, a, of 100, 130, which is not beyond the bounds of possibility.
2: They could take this test match. The bowling of the Pakistanis really impressed me, actually, because I, I sort of watched them to start with, and I thought, actually, they looked a bit innocuous, but they really grew into their work. And Hassan Ali... You know, he really has something. He's, he's got this sort of insistent pace and he's quite intelligent and he uses the swings to, to make the ball curve both ways and get the batsman out of position. And he really exposed some rather alarming flaws in the England batting, although we've seen it all before. So perhaps it's not as alarming as it might have seemed. And, I, 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 you know, from the start, really, Mark Stoneman getting bowled through the gate. You know, one of the things I think about openers. Protect your wicket, number one. Don't get bowled unless it's an absolute peach. I mean, obviously, that's so be LBW w- rather than be bowled. Yeah, bold, I mean. totally. I mean, all right. So James Vince got the ball of the century from Mitchell Stark in Perth, which went at right angles. You can't avoid being bowled by that. But the way that a stoneman got out today, bowled through the gate fairly early on, not rapid pace from Mohammed Abbas, good bowler, but you know the way he just nicked the ball through the gate fairly, very easily. Was a, is a little bit of a worry for me. A guy who you know is out there to, to get the innings off to a solid start leaves a gap which, oh, you know, you couldn't have driven a car through it, but you might have driven a bicycle through it. And and Mohamed Abbas did. One of the problems, and we
0: identified this in a podcast looking ahead to the game, and you mentioned this with David Milan. You'd have a you know, brief conversation with David Milan, who suggested, you know, I would have liked perhaps a, a few more innings before... Playing in the, in the first test is that these batsmen actually haven't had a great deal of cricket, and those that have had some cricket, like Mark Stoneman, he's had he's had a few more innings. He's not in great form, possibly because the pitches have been a bit nippy, and it's it's not easy to get into form in in April in England. But actually, quite a lot of them haven't played a great deal, so they're sort of feeling their way into the English international summer. Whereas Pakistan, perhaps a little bit more battle-hardened. I know Azhar Ali hasn't. You know, had a a great time of it so far. He did make runs at Leicester, and he's he's battled it out. He's he's really shown yeah. real grit to get through to the close of play. I mean, as, as tough, a, you know, an examination for him as he possibly could imagine in in Test cricket. You know, imagine you know, Lords, Gray, May under the lights, much much harder than say playing in in the UAE on those flat pitches. He's battled through to the close, eighteen not out. So he so although he's not been in great form, he has been able to show. Some, some real grit and technique to survive. Uh, look at some of the,
2: of the others. I mean, Root shot today, what, what about that? It was disappointing. Root couldn't really get the ball away. He obviously likes to feel battle ball early on. Uh, he likes a drive or two. He's had memories of an early four in previous innings here at Lords. He just played a bad shot. He try, tried to drive a ball which was really wide, leaning back, reaching out for it didn't seem to have any real rhythm in his batting. That's partly the, the skill of the bowlers, but you may be right. Perhaps he hasn't had all, all that much cricket himself. He's had four innings this summer before today. Best score of 35. Yeah, and it's hard for batsmen. It's just the same as for bowlers. If you haven't had bowling, all your biorhythms are a bit stuttery. Cook was the one... That, that's probably stood out for, for England with the bat actually I like the way he played today he, he's I, I see he's got rid of Gary Palmer his batting coach and he's now just applying himself sort of on, on his own with, with probably with Mark Ramprakash and I think he was in good rhythm today his feet were moving and he was getting well forward to the ball in fact early on before he really scored any runs he was hitting a couple of firm drives to the field and that's always a good sign for Cook when he's hitting those drives down the ground timing them with good transfer of weight into his front foot he, you he played and missed. He had a bit of luck, but he looked solid, I thought, and it was a surprise when he got out.
0: Yeah, Amir castled him, did what all bowlers like to do, which is hit the top of, of stump. What, what was the
2: undoing of Cook then? How, explain I think he was, why he got out. Well, I think he was playing for the ball. Where Pakistan are, are handy is it just shows the value of having a left-arm over bowler, which is what England didn't have in the winter. They didn't have enough variety. And the thing about a left-arm over bowler is, of course, he's coming from a a different side and using the slopes here at Lords as well to just ask slightly different questions. And what he did was he bowled his first spell from the pavilion end, so he was angling the ball away from Cook, and then he bowled from the nursery end, he was angling the ball into Cook, down the slope, into the left-hander and Cook played for a one to to come into him and it just held its line and and hit the top of off stump so just playing around with angles is what a left armer at lords can do as a sort of a different approach a different question to ask the batsman yeah, i mean Cook didn't do anything massively wrong but it was quite a nice bit of bowling and it, it sort of really changed the game for england because they were starting to get a bit of a foundation. You felt they could get 350 with Cook sort of getting to 100. And I think someone came up with a stat that the last two times he's got past 50, he's got a double. So, you know, the, the omens were good, the signs were good. But once he was out, a bit of attempted rebuilding from Stokes and Butler came to nothing. And I think I wrote down that the last. Four, or five wickets fell from about sixteen runs. Five for
0: sixteen in thirty-four balls. England were one hundred and forty-nine for four at one stage. What about Root's decision to bat first? It felt yeah. like a bowling morning. And the only other big factor, and it is worth considering,
2: the big factor is that it's considered that the pitch is dry. Mm. So that's a very good question, and you know you've answered it really. The problem is, you go out there, you look at that pitch, bit of grass on it, yeah, you think Ooh, yeah bit of overcast conditions might like to bowl but it's dry underneath so which means which means do you want to bat first and deal with the movement early on or do you want to bat last And deal with the ball turning and and the pitch deteriorating, and it's a difficult one to to decide. And he thought, in the end, route we'll bat first and try and deal with the movement and hope to exploit the the, the dryness and the spinning and the the sort of unevenness of the pitch later in the match. It's actually it's fascinating
0: actually because when you think about the toss of the coin, and there are people now and the ICC are contemplating getting rid of the of the toss. Actually, Mm. today I thought was a really interesting toss because Mm. you can make an argument for doing either, and in a way. When a cricket match starts, you almost want that to be the case, that there is indecision in the captain's mind about whether it's to bat first or, or, or bowl first. Almost, that's almost the perfect situation to be in. The fact that you thought, well, there might be a bit of nip, there might be some for the seam bowlers early, but do we want to risk having to bat last because the pitch deteriorates? And I suppose it's not just the spinners on the, on, in the fourth innings as well. It's, it's balls that keep low. We saw one that that kept low to Cook early on. It bounced twice on the way through to the wicketkeeper. So it's it's, it's that sort of ticklish situation. I think it's it's great when you've got a a toss like that. And Mm. Pakistan probably relieved not Mm. to win the toss today because it takes a bit of pressure off you. They would have bowled. Uh, They looked at the conditions and they would have bowled. I mean, mean, it's it's the gamble. You bowl first and you bowl a side out, as Pakistan did today. And then, in theory, at Lord's, I've seen it in in the past, in in theory at Lord's, second day, best for batting, but, of course, it depends on the overhead conditions.
2: Well, it does, and, and in fact, the forecast for the next few days isn't particularly good. There's a bit of thunder around and a bit of rain, so it's hard to know what the conditions overhead are going to be like. But I think over the last ten years, the Lord's pitches have lasted so well, with the odd exception. That South African pitch last year did turn a lot, but generally the pitches last pretty well. So if it is Seema-friendly at the start of the game... A little bit of green in the pitch and over good conditions to, to, for, for swing, you th- sense fielding first is is a better option because you can pretty much chase most targets on the fourth and fifth day pitch because the pitch is last here. Yeah, I, I remember though
0: the South Africa Test match which you alluded to there, where 19 wickets fell on on the fourth day. I remember at that game, everyone said, oh, the pitch is a bit dry, it started dry. And, uh, and, you know, as someone who's, who's come to Lord for, you know, 20 years and, and seen lots of cricket here, you've obviously seen a lot more than, than that and, and played here a lot as well, you think, well, is it really going to sp- spin? Mm. You know, people say oh, it's dry, it's going to spin. Is it really going to do that? Because it doesn't normally, it, doesn't, it does offer a bit. because of course, it did last year, so that will be, be in... You know, roots memory. He'll he, he remember that game. The, the ball
2: did. I mean, it was. Like England, I've never man, seen a pitch got, like only it. they got here. one spinner. And that's well, the thing. No. And I, I don't really see but, how they've got a, their bowling attack to exploit it. They've got the bowling attack to exploit seamer-friendly conditions. I think the pitch is probably going to do a bit for most of the game. You know, there's enough movement there to interest the bowlers. It's also. Green, lush outfield, so the ball's going to stay in pristine condition for longer. But England somehow, firstly, they've got to get Pakistan out for under 200, Mm. and then they've got to bat a lot better in the second innings.
0: Yeah, so do you think Root's decision was influenced by Adelaide, where he put Australia in? Do you think Root's decision was influenced by last year, South Africa? or? Perhaps Broad and Anderson thought it
2: was a, a bat first pitch. They didn't. Bowlers they didn't... always do. <laughs> they always say that. You know, nine times out of ten, you ask the bowlers, mm. they always want a bat first because they can put up their feet and they don't have to do anything for a day. Hopefully, so not w- with this England team. So, what did you say at, you know, at twenty-five past ten this morning? Then, did you say bowl first, yes, or did you say bat? first? I did. There was a poll on the BBC website actually. What would you do first? And I said bowl. Mm. And I would have liked to have bowl this morning in those conditions. And I think, you know, generally, you're more likely to lose a test match by batting badly on the first day if there's something there than by bowling badly. You can always sort of drag it back in a way if you bowl badly. But, you know, it's an impossible decision because the pitch might deteriorate. I mean, it's been very dry here for the last two weeks. In fact, the outfield is so dry that they've had to water it quite mm. a bit, which is unusual for May. Well, it's, in, it's incredible when you think
0: what the weather has been like in London. When I came back from New Zealand it, it didn't stop raining but, for about but three you see, weeks. This
2: ground is unusual because of the sand base in the outfield. It becomes like a desert really quite quickly mm. and the water just runs through. They've done the drainage almost too well so it must affect the pitch and though it's been a nice covering of grass on it, there is dryness there and it could be that the predictions that it will deteriorate a bit are right, but it depends if it lasts well, long Well, that's enough. the problem now for England, isn't it?
0: it, it we might be into a, a, almost a three-innings three-day game, uh, and even a three-day... Yeah. Test match scenario It might be a three-innings game If Pakistan get a decent lead England won't better put pressure on Pakistan That's In the right. fourth innings and, and
2: batsmen are just not equipped Apart from Alistair Cook To deal with the moving ball They're not prepared to hang around You look at someone like Joss Butler I know he's been picked to, to play positively And play his natural game And he did And he actually hit two really classy drives And I thought, wow you know, he's This is his second coming of age And you know, he's going to be a fantastic ingredient In addition to the team And then he, he, he played a bit of a drive At a slightly wide but good length ball just moved up the hill caught brilliantly a second slip and the Pakistan fielding was, was really good today actually I mean, you, that, that's a change from Pakistan of 20 years ago where, you know, I'm thinking back to the great Zahir Abbas who played for your Gloucestershire and who batted and scored 200 and then never fielded at all. <laughs> you know, he just sat well, that, in the dressing room that's and not, Pakistan is never liked fielding. That's not strictly speaking
0: true. He, he didn't like to field. Yeah. He, I, did, I have seen him field quite a lot, have but you? he preferred not to field if he could get away with <laughs> yes. it. But I think, I think, well, that
2: was the kind of, I you know, Nizamon Al-Hat kind of carried that on. Although he did stay out there, he didn't do too much actual movement in the field, he was a cardboard cutout but I mean now, Pakistanis are, are very sharp fielders and I'm, so, I'm sure actually that in the same way that the Indian Premier League has helped the Indian out cricket, the Pakistan Super League has probably helped the Pakistani out cricket.
0: Okay, so one day gone in this Test series, and England really up against it already. Uh, I mean, the, the one thing, as we as we mentioned at the start, you just you just feel their seam bowlers could get into the game quite quickly, you get one, get two, get you know it could happen like that. But look at the scores: fifty for one, yeah. one eight four. Pakistan in total control of the game. Uh, it's probably a bit early in the season to be to be gloomy about England's prospects, but. Just what we saw over the summer, they've got problems. This team, you know, they've got three players who are moving towards the end of their career, they've got two or three players you wonder whether they should be in the team, they've got players batting in different batting orders than they're perhaps accustomed to. Um, England might be in for a rocky time ahead. Pakistan, two test matches, India. Five test matches and then you know,
2: the, the winter, and not, let's not, not too far ahead. But it just strikes me that there, there are going to be some rocky roads and ahead for England. I think you're right. And good bowling attacks, both Pakistan for this short series and also India, to come afterwards. I bumped into the new chairman of selectors, the new chief selector, Ed Smith, just as England were bowled out around the boxes and he was looking a little bit gloomy. Uh, a little bit sort of trying to be philosophical, he said. What do you think is a pass score? And I said, certainly not 184. <laughs> it's probably more like 275. But the old cliche: wait till the other team has batted yeah. first. But I do think that England should have got to close to 300, given that Cook got established and one or two other players did as well. So you know, it's a, it's a difficult job being the chairman of selectors. Not such a, a fraught job, being a spectator, let's say, an England fan, but I talked to one guy who was, who used to be part of the England hierarchy, he was the tour manager on a couple of tours in, in the 90s and early 2000s, John Barclay, former captain of Sussex, And I wanted to know from him. I wanted to get a bit of an uplift from him, actually, because he's an internally positive man. So I wanted to find out what he thought of the day's play. And also, because he was captain of Sussex in the 1980s, I wanted to find out what it was like to captain Pakistan's most famous cricketer, Imran Khan.
1: For the purist, it's been a wonderful day's test cricket, although we haven't seen the ball drilled round the ground in the sort of modern sense of the word. So
2: in a way, it's been attrition, I suppose you'd say, with the seamers generally on
1: top. Yes, but
2: you quite enjoy a batsman struggling to um, find his, you know, Uh, survive. I I do enormously. The counter survive. Yeah,
1: I think Alastair Cook, of course, played with with great professionalism, played extremely well in tricky conditions. Maybe a slight advantage being left-handed. I thought both Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstow were just beginning to shape. Um, successfully and actually played extremely well. Josh Butler sort of anything could have happened but Lucky got off the mark first ball with a funny inside edge and it all looked a little frantic but you never know so there was anticipation in the air for a moment then. Do you like um, the, the selection of Josh Butler? I don't know. I don't think it's quite exciting. I think he'll definitely get everybody watching and it's interesting to see what it was. The only thing I'd say I think it's unusual to have an out-and-out batsman batting at number seven—that's it. Unusual, but not necessarily ineffective. Who knows? We'll see. And Pakistanis always
2: seem to arrive with bowlers with lovely, smooth, athletic actions. Beginning, of course, you know, way back in our day, with with Imran Khan, who yes. was the absolute yes pinnacle of fantastic fastball, fantastic sight running into bowl. What about captain? How was
1: that for you? (laughs) Well, the joy uh, of captaining Imran is that he was very good. He was a very good bowler. So you could call upon him and he always tried hard. He had very great pride in his performance, both batting and bowling. He always tried very hard. Uh, He had the ability uh, to swing the ball and therefore, he, because of that, he had tremendous ability on bland, slow, sort of nothing pitches, as well as those pitches which actually had a bit of bounce, which indeed this pitch here at Lords definitely has gone through pretty well. So that was that was the joy. Flat pitch, not much going on. Imran could make a difference. And actually often did. He was very professional, much more professional than people realise about his approach to the game. And we are talking about really one of the finest of the the world's all-rounders.
2: Well, at least Pakistan haven't got Imran in their ranks, who, of course, was one of the first Pakistan captains to win a, a Test Series here in England. But they've got a pretty decent team. I'm just not sure about their batting, so England have got to make Imran's in the morning, right?
0: Yeah, well, if they, if they don't, then they'll be behind the game and they'll be looking to catch up throughout the match. And just go back to that point, will they be able to to force some pressure on Pakistan in Pakistan's second innings or will it just be a you know, knock-off, 50s, 100
2: runs in that second innings? Does it, so to sum up, Pakistan 50 for one, England must strike in the first ten overs in the morning with Anderson and Broad because even if Pakistan get to 150 for two by lunch, then it's a real uphill struggle for England. Thanks for listening and we'll speak to you at this time
1: tomorrow.
0: Podcast Network.